It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Joe Brand. In terms of a response coming from Tuesday night's loss to the Dallas Stars here at the United Center, that was a solid effort played by the Blackhawks for nearly a full 60 minutes here tonight. However, they do suffer their seventh consecutive loss as they fall to the Blues 5-3, ending the season series in favor of one of their rivals. And the Hawks now 24-45-6 and on the year. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. So if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. But right now, we're going to take Troy Murray's insight. He's upstairs in the radio booth, had the call with John Weideman tonight. And Troy, I, I really don't, once again, have anything to pick apart in terms of the Blackhawks' effort tonight. Maybe a little bit of a slow start, but both teams were a little bit slow to get their offense going. And as we mentioned, that first period kind of split in half. But this was another game where the Blackhawks are, are putting up a pretty strong effort all the way to the final horn in the third period. The first period, you're right, the first five minutes, maybe a little bit of a feeling out process, and then uh, Hawks had some real good opportunities. They pulled away shots on goal. Uh, well, they ended up being 10-2, to two, which they took a shot away from the Hawks at some point uh, after that first period. Uh, but St. Louis battled back right to, uh, you know, to the end of the, the, the first period and, and had some really good momentum. They had their push. And then I thought back and forth was, was the game. There were some good opportunities for St. Louis, good opportunities for the Blackhawks. St. Louis able to capitalize a couple times. Those two quick goals after the Hawks tied the game up really kind of stung a little bit. Two goals in 38 seconds. Um, and But then the back, Blackhawks battled back again. St. Louis went ahead. And, you know, you got to give the Hawks a lot of credit. You talked about the effort. It was there tonight. Not so much in the game against Dallas, a little bit flat. But I thought that the effort was there. They worked hard. Uh, they made this a real tough night on St. Louis. You mentioned about a team needing an identity no matter where you stand in the standings. And I, I feel like one identity that this team continues to show is trying to score a goal in the third period no matter what the score is. We, we've seen it a lot. They could be down by one goal, two goals, three goals, but they're they're still trying to just find the back of the net, just just do something exciting uh, regardless of where the game is, regardless of where they are in the standings. And again, I feel like that's worth noting because, you know, it's easy for this team to just kind of go through the motions towards the end of the game. I mean, Troy, they could get off to a million great starts, but the fact is that they continue it for the most part this year, and, and that shows in the third period. I feel like that does say a lot. Yeah, the, you know what? The, this is a team that... It, you can't look at the big picture. You kind of have to pick it apart a little bit. And, and when you're looking at the, the third periods, you know, whether they're ahead, whether they're behind, they've got a lot at stake and they got a lot to prove. If they're ahead, they want to find ways um, to finish off games. If they're close games and you score late, you want to find a way to push it past regulation. So there's little things that they need to focus on rather than the big picture of where they are in the standings, you know, where they are in the season, how, much, how many games are left. And, and that's how you, you kind of build the right type of culture you you look at small things you, you pick out small goals and everybody you know is going to give it right to the the end in the third period they're going to work hard they're going to give it everything that they have and if they have that opportunity to score a goal that's what they want to do whether they're ahead whether they're behind um, but if you if you look at and I, I want to talk about we we mentioned it about Lucas Reichel these are huge moments for Lucas Reichel 
in his you know, progression in the NHL. And this is exactly what the Hawks were looking for. He went down. He earned his, his opportunity to come up here. He's played well. He's been up and down and still looking for the consistency. But when you saw Lucas Reichel out there, those are meaningful shifts for him in the third period, trying to get back into the game. You know, so many times in his career, he's going to be in this situation. Can we have, have the ability? Do we have the ability to come back in games? Well, we did it when I was young. We can do it again. I did it when I was young. I can do it again. So these are kind of learning moments for a lot of these guys, and that's why I believe that it's really important, as you said, that they continue to work hard to the uh, last you know, buzzer just to make sure that they're, they're doing the things the way that need to be done to make sure that you're building your, your character and your, you know, the way that you want to play in your career. Reichel was definitely the next thing I was going to bring up because, you know, it, it's so different from last year, and I, I, I'm not saying that in slight because I, I really feel like last year was just for him to get comfortable at the NHL level to, to see what the routine is like. But I, I saw a handful of his games in Rockford this year, and you could just definitely tell the difference, and rightly so, because the AHL and NHL are different places, but he was he was clearly one of the best players on the ice in every single AHL Rockford game. You are definitely seeing those signs over the past couple of games, especially here on the homestand. He's just looking a lot more comfortable with his offensive talent. He's taking more chances, I feel like, and, and feel free to correct me on any of this, but it just it seems like he's taking a lot more initiative to try and create plays or create rushes. And uh, a lot of his teammates are feeding off of that, and I just feel like he's he's creating a great spark in the offense. Not anything against you know some of the players that uh, are on the Blackhawks roster now or have been called up, um, but Lucas Reichel has a skill level that's above those guys, and that's why he was drafted where he was. He's a talented player, and he's learning how to use those skills at this level. And again, I, I, I looked at him with Mrazek on the bench, and he wanted the puck. He was the guy that, uh, give me the puck, I want to make a play. And he made great plays. He made smart plays. He wasn't forcing anything. What was there and, and what was given to him, the right options, he was making those right options. But the willingness to be the guy, I, I think, is so important for him in his confidence and even though it didn't get results, the Blackhawks moved the puck around. The power play goal that uh, Seth Jones moved it over him, a quick pass through the seam to Radish, and then Radish and Tyler Johnson finished it off. But Lucas Reichel wants to be that guy that starts plays. He wants to be the guy that finishes plays. The one thing that I, I got a little bit frustrated with him in this game is the 2 on one um, yeah. rush that he had on the ice tried to force something through that wasn't there he's got to learn that okay if the defenseman takes that away and I've got the one on one look I've got a good shot let's use it like we saw him do a couple games ago on the two on one so, but that's just a learning lesson that he's going to have to continue to reinforce. But I love the fact that he wants to be the guy out there. And I love the fact that the Blackhawks' Luke Richardson wants him out in those situations so he can learn maybe not all about what happened in tonight's game, but next year, the year after, there's a learning curve that you know just has to start somewhere. And the confidence that he builds and the trust that he builds between him and his, and his coaching staff is going to be important down the road. 
We got to see a lot of fun, quick offense coming from Austin Wagner tonight, too. What do you like about his game? He's got speed. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about that. He ended up with four shots on goal, and, and his speed was very noticeable. His willingness to shoot the puck, I like that. Some guys that come up, and there's a little bit of you know, uh, timidness, timidness in their game, if that's the right word, um, and, and not really assertive, but you, you didn't see that. I think that... He's only going to get better. He hasn't played in many games this season and hasn't. I think he hurt his hand in November, and it's really been a struggle for him to get back in the lineup. Um, he hasn't played an NHL game for a couple seasons, so for him to go straight up and to, to catch up to what's going on at the level of play at this end of the season, because that's when, you know, the beginning of the season is one level mid, you know, the, the dog days, and then all of a sudden everybody gets into the push towards the playoffs and uh, you want to finish it off the season well. So to jump in at this time of the season, even harder than it would be at the beginning of the season. But I, I really liked his play. I liked the fact that uh, his speed was very noticeable out there. Um, you know, let, let's get a good taste of him moving forward here for the rest of the season and see what he's all about. All right, Cowpoke. Uh, a, a fun country night here at the United Center. It's Partner? Just <laughs> Partner? It's... Uh, well, it's time for me to be hitting the old dusty trail. Not not quite yet, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to wash down some trail dust when I get home. <laughs> uh, I mean, Troy, it's, it's stop crazy. At, how, stop how, at the old saloon when I pick up my horse <laughs> from the hitching post. All right, we got to clip all this. We, we've got to clip all this, and er, Ernie yeah. Scott, I know he's listening, turn it into a perfect sweeper. Ma'am, ma'am, back at the station there, get rid of all this stuff. <laughs> WGN Radio, where it's not just about hockey. I, I can see it now. Um, Troy, it's crazy. We, we've got seven games left, uh, three home games left here at the United Center. And, you know, we, we've asked this question a lot, but... These guys continue to stay motivated. They continue to, to go out there and have fun, and, and that does create a fun environment here at the UC. I mean, another good crowd, another engaged crowd. And uh, it's it's nice to see that because it's it's almost like players are giving something to the fans still, and the fans are giving something to the, the players still right now because it has been a tough year. But I, I think everyone's on the same page of, of what's going on and what direction the Hawks are going into. And it's good to see at least some kind of rep. Reciprocation? Is that, is that the right word? Um, anyway, uh, everybody kind of Reci- reciprocity. Out each other. Yeah, that's what I was going to go. I can't spell I, I, it. Though, I, so. I got uh, Chris Foster's, who's joined us in the booth here. He's oh, tuned he's in. He's like listening. an encyclopedia. So yeah, I, I, and then and then uh, John here with the minutia that that <laughs> fills my mind. Um, <laughs> and all this, whatever. But. Uh, yeah, it's been fun, and you know what? A great test coming up on Saturday. There's a big game going yeah. on. I, I don't know who won between the Rangers and the Devils, but that was a massive game. Devils did, 2-1. to one. Well, so now that's another big game for uh, the Devils coming up on Saturday, and they're a, a fast team, a young team, a team that I think the Hawks kind of want to emulate as they move forward with the young talent that the Devils have that are really starting to, to come into their own. Um, so that's going to be another good challenge. Finished off the season strong. A lot of good efforts here and a lot of good things that have happened this year. And you got to remember that, you know, the NHL and the Blackhawks, they're in the entertainment business. And for people who came down here to the United Center tonight, I believe that they were entertained. I think that, you know, the team gave them what they wanted, which was a solid effort. They didn't get the results. You want to go home with with a win. But at the same time, I think that the, the people who were down here at the United Center, you know, walk out of the building having a pretty good feeling about where this team is headed. Here, here. All right, Troy. We'll talk there, to there. you. Sat- we'll talk to you Saturday then. Uh, fun matchup against the Devils. 
I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait either. And you tell uh, the Encyclopedia of Chris Foster's and the Thesaurus of John Wideman that, that I really appreciate their uh, their listening in on the end of the post game show where we're trying to scrap together any kind of uh, sentence that'll just work over the air whatsoever. Yeah. Well, it's all above and beyond my capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> all right, pal. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. All right. All right. That is Troy Murray. He and John Wideman with call tonight. As the Blackhawks fall to the Dallas Star, or excuse me, the uh, St. Louis Blues five to three Dallas Stars game was uh, two nights ago, but uh, it, it was a different game than against the Dallas Stars. I think that contest we were talking a lot about how this wasn't the strong efforted Blackhawks that we are used to. That wasn't the good start that is necessary from this team tonight. It was, and that was something that Luke Richardson talked about during pregame too, or after morning skate rather that those starts are going to happen. Those games are going to happen where it's difficult to get energized and uh, provide a full 60 minutes. Because, listen, this this is a team that has seen so much roster turnover. This is a team that has been through a very enduring season. I mean, even though we understand what the Blackhawks are doing right now in this rebuild, it's difficult to get totally amped up, totally motivated for each and every game. But the difference is Luke Richardson doesn't want to see it consistently happen. And you saw a response tonight. Didn't happen against the Dallas Stars. It did happen tonight against the St. Louis Blues. And as Troy mentioned, Saturday is going to be, I mean, that's going to be a tough challenge. But I also think that the Hawks have done a good job of rising to those types of occasions against good teams, especially at home. I mean, I I know I've been bringing up the win against the Boston Bruins a lot. But still, it was just, that was such a determined win. That was such a a game where, yes, the Blackhawks came out firing to start the game, but everyone was pitching in. Everyone felt the energy of the crowd, and it, it just made for great drama and great entertainment and, and great surprise, too, because the Boston Bruins you know, just seemed like an unstoppable force. Granted, tonight they did nearly lose in overtime to the Columbus Blue Jackets, but they were able to pick up their franchise-leading 58th win of the year. But the Blue Jackets do pick up a point. So right now, the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets with the same amount of points towards the bottom of the NHL standings. Uh, I think you can infer what I'm going through there. But um, again, it's what the Hawks did tonight and what they've done for the majority of this season is not easy to do. And that is get motivated, play a close hockey game, and not come out on top each and every time, that's that's very challenging on a team. But again, I go back to the hiring of Luke Richardson, what they were looking for in a head coach, because I do think that this was the, the most unique head coaching hire in the NHL this past offseason, because, okay, you want to be the head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks? How are you going to be the head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks for a team that's about to go into a rebuild? How are you going to handle... All the speculation of trading Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane throughout the season. If you lose one of those players, or both of those players, what is that going to look like? How are you going to get this team motivated each and every night? And so far, all we've heard are flying colors in terms of what Luke Richardson has done in that dressing room, behind the bench. And I really think he's just hes not overdoing it. He's, he's keeping an even-keel approach. He understands what's going on. He's treating the players like people. 
He's not throwing chairs at the wall when the Hawks have a rough game because he understands what they're going through. And so many people have used the phrase that he's a player's coach. I think that just the proof is in the pudding. You, you, you are just seeing what it takes. And let's, let's keep in mind there are seven games left in the regular season. I mean, even if this wasn't a great performance by the Hawks tonight, along with a loss, and they had back-to-back rough performances at home, I think it'd still be a little bit justified. But it's still not the case. It is still not the case, and here we are, March 30th, winding up the season. Uh, We do have some sound to get to, but we also are up against the clock. We're going to hear from Taylor Radish, Austin Wagner, and I believe Boris Kachuk as well. Later on, we'll hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson. Plenty more to get to. Hawks fall to the St. Louis Blues 5-3. to If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Give us a call. Give us a text. Uh, already have some boo birds in the text chain. We'll uh, maybe get to those when we come back. Hawks fall to St. Louis 5-3. to You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. Jumping to the text line. Here on the Blackhawks postgame show, I'm Joe Brand, 720 WGN. Hawks fall to the St. Louis Blues 5-3 to tonight at the United Center. Coming from the 708 area code, and again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200, you can call or you could text. From the 708 area code, Luke Richardson is a great coach that everyone has enjoyed, but doesn't this show how bad Jeremy Colleton was? Um, listen, I, I do agree that Luke Richardson is definitely the better option to be the Blackhawks head coach where the Hawks are right now. I really think comparing Luke Richardson and Jeremy Colleton right now are kind of apples and oranges. Uh, Jeremy Colleton was given such a difficult task from the get-go, and that is replacing Joel Quinville, who had just won three Stanley Cups with the Hawks, who was uh, very, very, very well-liked throughout the entire organization. And uh, because the front office at that time chose to go in that direction, it made it a very uphill battle for Jeremy Colleton. Uh, I, I think with the fan base and with the team. And I don't have anything to reference that from, but I, I, I just do think that it was it was just kind of oil and water at that instance. Jeremy Colleton's currently an AHL coach with the Vancouver Canucks and you know he he's definitely one of the more stat driven coaches. And I think that's a big reason why the previous front office liked him so much because he was kind of an outside-the-box thinker in terms of more analytics and more statistics. Uh, also very good with the special teams. I mean, he, he ended up coaching Team Canada in the World Juniors last year because of uh, the other head coach going down with an injury. So he, he's got the resume. He's got the pedigree. It was just not a good fit here. And that happens. That happens in every sport that happens with multiple towns, it's just the case. The difference is, and again, I go back to when hiring Luke Richardson, you're looking at so many different variables. You're not just, okay, y- y- if you want to be our next coach, why are you going to help this team win? It's not that. It- it's a million other factors going into this specific Blackhawks team and this specific uh, stance where the Hawks are at this time in their organization. So again, I think... That's why it's it's so important to pull out why Luke Richardson is a good fit for right now. 
from other texts uh, from the 773, put the Raleigh show on. Uh, you guys stink. Uh, from 847, please don't paint us with another losing coverage. Again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200-708. We appreciate your constructive text, and we like more of those. You can call or you can text. Taylor Radish met with the media after this Hawks 5-3 loss to the St. Louis Blues. Let's hear from Radish. So it was another uh, close effort, but a, a losing one. Yeah, it was uh, fought to the end there. I feel like we, parts of that game, we played really well. We had a really good start, and I guess in the second they were kind of fell fell apart a bit, but we round up in the in the third period and um, yeah, fought to the end and fell up short there. Did you guys feel like you were going to get one there late with the, the net empty? Yeah, we had some really good chances and kind of hemmed them in there for a bit. We were in there for, for a while and yeah, Reiko had a great a great chance there and I'm unlucky at the post. A little bounce and it's a it's a tie game, so yeah, we had some, some good luck to tie it up and um, it was a good on us for, for giving it all right to the end there. How hard is it mentally to be ready every night for when you go through this? Um, I think just playing the NHL, you got to be ready every night. It doesn't matter if you're on a, a good team or a bad team. It's you're you're playing for a job and you're you're playing for something every night. And yeah, I feel like you you got to be ready to play whether whether it's good or bad. And um, yeah, in our in our, our circumstance, we just got to keep working hard and um, and uh, keep building and um, show every night ready to work. You had two power play goals tonight. Was there anything specifically working, or was it just finally getting it to go through? Yeah, we were, we were moving the puck well. I feel like we we had some good shots and. A great play by Johnny there on the on the first goal to find um, Athanasiu, and then uh, yeah, a, a nice play in the second one, just um, finding finding Johnny on the on the back door there, and great play by him to to help man the game from. Dreichel has been up for a month now. Have you seen him grow in confidence and sort of what he's able to do out there? Yeah, he's he's been really good. He's he's a fast player and can make a lot make a lot of plays. And I feel like um, since he's been up here, he's been really really flying around and, and playing well. And um, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see. He's a, he's a great kid, and um, it's, it's nice to see him play some confidence up here for sure. Hey, have you seen a notable, noticeable difference in his game from last year? Yeah, just you know, it was just a short time here last year with him, but um, yeah, from last year to this year, he's taken a big step, and I guess just just his speed. He's he's really fast, and he can he can make plays with it. He's a he's a smart player as well, so it's it's pretty pretty cool pretty cool to watch him see. Seems like uh, Boris has been coming on the second half of this season. What's been clicking for him? Yeah, he's just he just keeps working hard. He's a guy that's battled all year, and I feel like he's um, getting a little more of an opportunity now, and he's he's doing really well with it. He's he's playing. Uh, Playing the way he needs to play, and um, I feel like he's playing hard and playing fast, and his line's clicking pretty well right now, and it was a, a great goal by him there tonight. Taylor Radish with two points tonight. He had a couple of assists, one on the Andreas Athanasiu goal in the second period, one on the Tyler Johnson goal in the third period, both of them power play goals. But uh, Radish and who else was it? Was it Tyler Johnson? Yeah, Tyler Johnson on the Athanasiu goal. Um, just with very good patience and a good awareness of where they want to move the puck to try and create the best scoring chance. I'll also say that, I mean, we talk so much about the Blackhawks' effort in this game, but how many times do we say just throw the puck towards the net? Just try try and create something by throwing the puck towards the net. Good things happen. And yes, that is the case. And if you're offensively struggling, yes, do that. More of that. But let's also credit this offense for trying to make concise, productive, offensive chances because we saw a lot of them tonight. And and from guys other than Lucas Reichel, Athanasiu, Tyler Johnson, and Taylor Radish, I mean, Boris Kachuk, I can't continue to say more good things about him um, because he is really just 
taken this new opportunity to try and same thing, like get creative, make things happen offensively. So much more confidence in his game as of late than compared to earlier this year. And maybe that's just bound to happen because of uh, the different situations and maybe not room for him on the roster earlier on this year. But you've got to really give credit to a guy that will take advantage of the entire opportunity because he is doing so. Uh, we are going to hear from Boris Kachuk later, but we're going to get to Austin Wagner first. Um, why don't we do that? Let's get to Austin Wagner right now in his first Blackhawks game. How'd uh, the first game feel? Uh, pretty good. I think it's been a little while off here with the hand and everything, but uh, just tried to move my legs, keep it simple out there. thought, uh, you know, we did a good job as a team and played pretty well, so uh, all these things we can improve on, but it was a step in the right direction, I think, for us. What was exactly the, the issue with the hand infection? Yeah, I was just infected, so we're waiting for it to clear up, I guess, and, you know, fortunate that I still have some time left in the season to play some games here. Which hand was it? Not my right hand. What was your reaction to the trade a few weeks back? Um, I think excitement. Obviously, you get an opportunity to come to a team like this and you know try to play some games. Um, obviously, excited. Uh, a little bit shocked, but um, you know they've been nothing but welcoming to me here, and you know I'm thankful to thankful to be here. It's been a long time since you played your previous NHL game. Did, did you feel like it was that long, or did it just come right back to you? Honestly, I didn't really think about it. I think I'm just more focused on just keeping it north-south and keeping it simple tonight. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I did a pretty good job of that. From the 847 area code, Austin who? Matthews? No, Austin Wagner making his Blackhawks debut tonight. It was kind of an interesting route for him to get here with the Blackhawks. Uh, dealt with a, a cut in his hand from a fight. That cut got infected, so it really delayed his uh, appearance here with the Blackhawks. But everyone kept talking about his speed and how, how lethal that was. And even Andreas Athanasiu, the fastest guy on this Hawks team and one of the fastest guys in the NHL, was saying that Austin Wagner is faster than him. Um, I think he got to see that tonight in the first period he had a scoring opportunity uh, using that speed. And John was even saying that he'd like to see a line between Andres Athanasiu, Austin Wagner, and Lucas Reichel. I also think that would be uh, pretty interesting. Uh, again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. You can call or you can text. I will filter some of the text as they come along. Uh, our Player with the Most Heart is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations. We're going to give it to Boris Kachuk because... Again, I, I think he's done a great job taking advantage of his opportunity, creating things offensively, and just showing that initiative to create things offensively and work well with other guys. The other reason we'll give him the player with the most heart is because he had a huge scoring opportunity in the second period that he and Mackenzie Entwistle doing a great job of turning a two-on-two into a quality scoring chance, just like trying to get around, trying to set something up, and... Uh, if the puck weren't tumbling over towards his stick, he probably would have had an easy connection to get it past Jordan Bennington and provide a huge goal for the Hawks at that time. It didn't happen, but Kachuk was able to score later on with that same type of energy and that same type of initiative. Let's hear from Boris Kachuk. Princeton, um, I mean, the trade deadline was crazy for us this year. and um, you know, It's out of our control. and. Um, you know, we're building for the future right now, so um, it's something you know you can't really um, have any say in it. Just uh, try to play your best. Is this as confident as you felt all year? 
Uh, for sure. Um, I definitely get a lot more opportunity. I mean, Luke, um, you know, finds that, you know, I'm playing well and, you know, he just keeps putting me out there and uh, I can't complain, so it's good. How would you assess the team game overall? I thought we played really well. Um, you know, we started a little slow, but um, other than that, I think we stuck to you know, our structure, our game, and, you know, we competed uh, full 60 minutes and Reichs hit the post, so I think we should have tied it up there, but um, unfortunately. Would it have been nice to get the, I guess, the emotional boost of finally getting the win out of a strong performance like that? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, but I mean, we still are, have a confident group in here wherever, you know, backing down from a game or anything. Um, you know, we're sticking up for each other and, um, you know, not hanging our heads for sure. Of course, Luke said earlier, I think it was maybe the last game, that you were frustrated with your game early in the season. Was there a point that things just started to click for you and you didn't put your finger on anything? To be honest, no. There isn't really one game or one one time. Um, you know, I just stuck with my game, kept, um, you know, try to play with the most confidence I could. I mean, my confidence or confidence is definitely depleted through the beginning of the year, but um, from now, I think, you know, trying to my best every game, keeping a um, good attitude towards every game, and that's all I'm trying to do. Was it a little tough? You come back, you tie them at one. It seems like you got some momentum there, and then they get two quick ones right away. How how does you keep from getting too deflated when that happens? Yeah, um, you know, our group in here is kind of, you know, we're, we're a resilient group. Um, I don't think we're, you know, never too high, never too low in this room. And, you know, we just try to stick with each other and, and you know, talk talk to, talk to each other throughout the game and, uh, you know, just try our best for sure. Oh, Wagner, how did he look in his big year? Yeah, that guy can fly. Um, he's got some pretty good boots. I mean, he's got some fresh legs. He was off for a little bit. But, no, he played really well. And, um, you know, hopefully he continues that. Resilient group that doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. I really feel like Luke Richardson had said that before this year even began when he was posed the question of how are you going to keep the energy and just keep the team camaraderie at a decent pace throughout an 82-game season when on paper you're going to be challenged against a lot of teams, if not the majority of games coming into this year, and I think that's the answer for it. Um, from the 847, resilient question mark, they stink. Okay, again, these wins and losses are going to be picked apart differently. It's not just a win or a loss determines how the Blackhawks fared in this in, in that certain game. You know what you were getting into heading into this year with it being a rebuild. This is a dedicated plan. It's a dedicated plan by the organization to rebuild. That's by the front office. That's not by the coaches. That's not by the players. The players are basically doing everything they can right now. I I truly believe that, especially after a game like tonight. I mean, even when the first question of Boris Kachuk is, you bring a solid effort but don't come away with a win, how do you get past that? How do you keep camaraderie in the dressing room? And these are challenging things, and and I think that the Hawks have done a – at the very worst, they've done a decent job of handling this. They are still providing fight in each and every game. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll hear from the head coach, Luke Richardson, to hear what he said about this game as the Hawks fall to the St. Louis Blues 5-3. to three. You're listening to the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. Our three-star selection is sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider with your collision repair needs. Visit CarStar.com to find a Chicagoland location near you. Blackhawks fall to the Blues 5-3 to three tonight at the United Center. The number three star is Jacob Vrana. He had the first goal for the St. Louis Blues tonight. The former Blackhawk, Brandon Saad, the number two star. He had the empty netter that sealed the deal. And Jordan Kairou had the fourth goal for St. Louis tonight, which ended up being the game winner 
He is your number one star. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show. We're taking you up to 11 o'clock tonight. After that, it'll be Raleigh James for all those of you eagerly waiting. And this is the last time I'll address 847 on the text line just because it's just constant negative. But um, asking, uh, or rather, shame on the Blackhawks for putting on a show like this. Is there some kind of wonderkind that they are trying to draft? Uh, I don't know where you've been, 847, but that is part of this process. That is what a lot of these post-game shows have referenced in the past. Yes, there is what a lot of people are calling a generational talent out there in Connor Bedard. And I'll say it again, the Blackhawks are not the only team doing this right now. There are other teams that are intentionally in a rebuild for this specific time because what could be available at the NHL draft. And not only is it... The first expected draft pick in Connor Bedard, but it's also the number two in Adam Fantilli. And then there's even more depth after that. And they're calling the overall upcoming draft the deepest draft in recent memory. So not only are the Hawks trying to align their assets for their best odds at landing the number one pick that everyone is looking at as a prized possession, but they're also building their assets for the depth of that upcoming draft. And along with that, potential draft picks for years down the road from now. There is a plan about this. This isn't just, all right, this season went wayside. Let's let's throw it down the drain and we'll see what happens next year. That's not it. There is a plan and a strategy, and it is intentionally chosen for this year because of what might be available at this draft. Now, the NHL is different than other sports. There is a lottery. Even if the Blackhawks do finish at the bottom of the NHL standings, they do still need to win the lottery. But again, by being at the bottom of the NHL standings, you are giving yourself the best possible odds to get that number one overall pick. Luke Richardson chatted with the media after this 5-3 to three loss. Let's hear from the head coach. I'm guessing you're uh, much happier with the effort tonight, but still disappointed to take result in a win? Yeah, it's frustrating. I'm sure the guys are frustrated. They put a lot of really good effort in it. They, they did what we talked about all day. It was a really good start. We just didn't have the finish. You know, we just don't have that uh, natural finish and right now, or you know, maybe that's just uh, you know what our squad is right now. And uh, but I, I liked how we pushed back. The power play was much better. They moved the puck uh, sharper. Pelling killing has been really excellent pressuring and uh, not letting other teams set up. And the six on five was. You couldn't get much better other than putting it in the back of the net. I don't know if I think we saw it hit a stick and then hit the post. I'm not sure. I thought he saved it, but uh, uh, it was just a little too quick. Uh, uh, you know, not did, we did everything right there at the end. We just couldn't get it in. That's basically how we started the game too. How do you tell them to keep their heads up when this goes on night after? Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just day by day right now. It's going to end quick, so we we can't we can't look too far forward ahead. We can't be thinking about next year. We got to be thinking about the next game because um, you know every game matters in this league. And I, I think you know right now the guys are showing we have a lot of fight in us, but uh, we still have to execute a little more, right? And it's the NHL, and I think we have to work on that every day. So tomorrow we haven't practiced in a while because uh, we had you know days off this week because of our long road trip uh, so tomorrow we need a, a much needed practice we have some more new guys here that really haven't even practiced with the team yet so we need that tomorrow just to bring everybody together but I did I do like we played a lot more together tonight than we did last game so that's that's a good thing to work off of uh, we have a really quick 
a strong team this year that's had a good year coming in with New Jersey, uh, and we have to prepare for that. And then we go on the road. So, uh, you know, on the road we can just play a little bit more simpler and not try and, uh, you know, we don't need any highlight goals for the home crowd. Uh, we just need to get pucks behind, and we're going to go into teams that are in playoff races. So we have to be ready for that. Tyler Johnson's when he's been healthy, he's been really good this year. He had a great game today. What keeps him going? I mean, this is a guy who's been at the top of the, of the game. And- What's motivating him? He's just a he's just a good hockey player, and I think he's just driven. He loves the game. He talks to us all the time uh, about things that he sees and that we can try and implement. Um, you know, he's on the bench. He's looking at the iPad. Uh, you know, sometimes too much, maybe for me. That's just my uh, pet peeve. But uh, it's because I know why he's looking at. It. It's because he, he he wants to get better. He wants to find little cracks in the other team. So uh, that that's a that's a good reason to have that technology for a guy like that he's looking for a reason he's not just looking well what went wrong he knows what went wrong he's looking for a crack to try and get better and and beat the other team and he's competitive right to the end of the game every game he does all the right things so it's a really good example for the other guys to know that he's already won in this league and been a champion at every level and he's still striving to get there again so that's that's what we need to surround all these new young guys with and um you know he's uh he's a perfect example of, of what we need uh veteran presence sprinkled among like youth coming in I think that's another important perspective that Luke Richardson points out. There's seven games left in the regular season. There's three home games left for the Blackhawks here at the United Center. And even with this being a trying year and difficult to end this losing skid that the Hawks are on right now, he puts it into perspective. This The season's going to be over with pretty soon. And these guys are professional hockey players. They like to work. They like to play. They like to be in games. So... Before you know it, the season is going to come to an end. Now, there's still a whole bunch of questions on what this roster is going to look like next year. But once again, this is what Luke Richardson is good at, keeping things in perspective and keeping things even keel when there's really no reason to panic or go haywire or just totally go absurd as of right now, despite what the texture from 847 continues to do and uh, appreciate the conversations. Again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Give us a call. Give us a text. We're going to take one last break. When we come back, we'll hear the rest of what Luke Richardson had to say with the media, and then we'll take a look around the NHL as well. You're listening to the Blackhawks Post Game Show on 720 WGN. Last stop on the FanDuel Sportsbook Chicago Blackhawks pregame show. Hawks fall to the St. Louis Blues 5-3. They do suffer their seventh consecutive loss. Luke Richardson was chatting with the media. We heard the first half. Let's now go to the second half of it. For Reichel. Yeah, no, he's good. And, I, you know, any luck at the end there, he put that home. And um, I think half of our bench jumped up, thought it was in. But, uh, uh, you know what I mean? He, he had a good game. You know, he's still learning. I think, uh, you know, we saw some clips today and about looking when to strike and when not to strike. And I could see that already, uh, you know, just even one day of showing clips. Uh, and he hasn't a lot of practice time with us here because on the road trip we didn't practice much. And uh, and then this week we haven't. So, uh, you know, when he gets full-time here and lots of practice and a full training camp rated into exhibition games, you know, I think if he can stay on the same track, uh, track of learning when to be explosive offensively and when to be a little bit, not cautious, but um, smarter in the game where he doesn't have to uh, force something to turn it over until we're down to a six on five at the end. That's when we got to force. Um, and he made all the right moves tonight. So 
I think when, when he's here, the longer he's here, and the more he understands that, the better he'll get. What do you uh, think of Wagner? Uh, good. You know, I thought I saw his speed in the first period. Uh, you know, he was just holding off the guy. Otherwise, he could have maybe had a better shot on, on that break. Uh, but uh, he's already into it. He's yelling at the other team on the bench. And, uh, you know, so I like his spirit and, and, and his play, his aggressive play. So we're going to try and we didn't, we only killed a couple penalties tonight, so we didn't get him in there. But uh, I'd like to see him on the penalty kill. Um, you know, he was practicing on it this morning, so another maybe couple practices and get him in there. I think his speed might be dangerous out there for that. And, um, you know, not just killing it off, but maybe even creating some opportunities like Lafferty in the past. And I think that was uh, a good sign tonight. He took shorter shifts. Like uh, I noticed he was taking shorter shifts and he hasn't played in a while. And you can skate all you want or ride the bike all you want. But until you get into a game, there's clutching and grabbing. It's a totally different thing. You're exhausted. So uh, I think he was smart taking those short shifts just to get himself uh, acclimated in here. Did you have a chance to catch up with teams after we talked to you? No, not today. So I just figured he, tomorrow, hopefully, first full practice with us will be a, a great opportunity to see how he's feeling after some morning skates and a little bit extra after, and then and joining us uh, hopefully tomorrow for first practice for a while in a while. In uh, the um, you know, he's just he's. He's uh, a good skater. He's a big body, and he's got uh, pretty good at hands. Like you know, around the net, those tight areas where he scored today. Just a quick little move uh, through the the goalie and the D off, and, and got around the goalie. And, you know, gave us a chance at the end. So, uh, you know, he's. I think he's just enjoying the opportunity. He's playing more. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he's a good skater. So the way we want to play is kind of suited for him. And he's just taking the opportunity and running with it. So, you know, there's uh, you know a couple things, just like everybody in a hockey game, that you'd always like to clean up. But he's always receptive to things, and he uh, he's a little animated when he misses a chance. And he's coming back to the bench, and the play's coming up behind him. We're trying to yell at him to turn around, but he was still shaking his head at the, the puck. Just bobbled on him a little bit when uh, Enwistle set him up in the first period at the end, but. Uh, uh, he's a character. The guys like him and uh, root for him. And, uh, you know, I'm so are we as coaching staff because he's had a long year with an injury from training camp and it kind of kept him and nagged at him for the first half of the year. And uh, his confidence was down. So it's hard in the middle of the season to find confidence. And he's done that. So that's a really good credit to a player. Yeah, so the Blackhawks are practicing tomorrow for the first time since returning home on Sunday. And we've seen Jonathan Taves the past couple of morning skates. So the team is hopeful that he'll be there tomorrow for practice. I would imagine he would, and that is just more good progression for hopefully a return for Jonathan Taves in a Blackhawks uniform before this season does come to a close. There were a handful of other games going on in the NHL tonight. Let's play a few of them, and we'll start in Boston. And up top, it's caught by McAvoy. Puck in his feet, swings to Zaka. He'll pivot to the right circle, attacks, back in. They score! It's Tyler Bertuzzi! That is Judd Surratt of 98.5, the sports hub. An overtime victory for the Boston Bruins, who clinched the President's Trophy while doing it. A 2-1 winner over the Blue Jackets. They also set a franchise record with their 58th win of the year. But again, with Columbus picking up a point tonight, they now have as many points as the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks, though, with the lowest winning percentage in the NHL, so they are at the bottom of the standings. Again, if you don't know what that means, 
If you're listening to the podcast of this post-game show, just rewind it. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Let's go to Montreal. Chuck cutting it on net. Puck bounces off to the far corner. Mahura slams it around the end boards out to the near point. Radko Gudis down here on the near side. It's Kachuk. Swerves out to the high slot area. Kachuk far circle shot. Levels in on that save made by Montembeau. The rebound. They score. Anton Lundell. Top shelf. Matthew Kachuk with a hat trick in that game as the Florida Panthers beat the Montreal Canadiens 5-2. Kachuk also with 100 points on the season. A 5-2 winner for Florida over the Montreal Canadiens. Let's go to Pittsburgh. Cross ice, hits Malkin, right on the tape, over the line right wing. Feeds in the slot, Dumoulin, grips, throws it on goal, tapped in, they score! Jason Zucker atop the crease, puts it home, and the Penguins open the scoring. Josh gets off of Penguins Radio. The Pittsburgh Penguins, a 2-0 shutout over the Nashville Predators. Good way for them to start their three-game home stretch at the PPG Paints Arena. Let's go to Ottawa. Ottawa doing a good job clogging up the wall. Now up in front, Kastelik alone. And Sandstrom got it up. Watson just sent it wide off a skate in front. Hamannick throws it towards the goal. Watson shoots. Scores! Ends up being an Alex Dabrinkit overtime game winner. 5-4 in favor of the Senators, who are five points, well, now three points out of that second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. It's kind of do-or-die time for the Ottawa Senators. But how about the former Blackhawk, the Cat, Alex Dabrinkit, in a fight with Joel Farabee, landing in a couple of right hooks. It was a very scrappy fight. I advise you to go watch it. Let's go to Tampa Bay. I slot Sergeyev, left circle, Stamko shoots, blocks. Stamkos on the rebound, a pass deflects to Sergeyev. Too point. late. Should score! I think somebody deflected. Yeah, it might be Kalorn. The wrist shot from Sergachev, though, got through. Lightning have a power play goal and lead 1-0. Ends up being a 5-1 winner for the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's Dave Mishkin of 102.5 The Bone. Pat Maroon with two goals in that contest. Let's go to Detroit. Devils win the draw. Siegenthaler to Hamilton at the right point. Out in front. They score! It's redirected by Halla. And the Devils have jumped out to a 1-0 lead. Rough start for the Carolina Hurricanes, who begin three games in the next four days. A 3-2 loss to the Detroit Red Wings as Detroit gets back, rather, back above a hockey 500 at 33-32-9. and Next game preview, the Blackhawks hosting the New Jersey Devils Saturday night here at the United Center. Devils win the draw, Siegenthaler to Hamilton at the right point. Out yeah. in front, they score! It's redirected by Halla, and the Devils have jumped out to a one nothing lead. We apologize. Back-to-back highlights of the same. That was Matt Laughlin of WFAN of the Devils Hockey Network. 2-1 winner for the Devils over the New York Rangers, keeping them above New York for playoff positioning. They'll be here at the UC on Saturday. Blackhawks Hockey's been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser. ComEd. ComEd powering business, powering lives. United Airlines and Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN studios, our production crew of Ben Anderson and Brendan Rook. Our engineer tonight was the tireless Krista Flores here at the United Center. Our engineer was Nick Hepner. John Weideman and Troy Murray had the call. For everyone that I mentioned, I'm Joe Brand. Hawks fall to the St. Louis Blues 5-3. Next broadcast is Saturday night against the New Jersey Devils. A 7.30 puck drop, a 7 o'clock FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show. Actually, 6.30 pregame show right here on 720 WGN. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Raleigh James. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. 
You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN, streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.